Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite to Queen's Claim Your Career Crown podcast. I'm your host, Lynn, and today I'm joined by our VP of Operations and our guest, our wonderful guest, Mark Hirschberg. So this is what's amazing. Mark is the author of The Career Toolkit, Essential Skills for Success That No One Taught You. Now, it came out on January 5th, which we all know is just like last month. It's already sold out. He's on his second printing. So if you have a chance, just get your, get in on that wait list so you can get your copy. And what's, what's cool about this is that he has created an app for it. He has a website with worksheets. It's so supportive. And Mark has spent his career uh, launching and developing new ventures and startups and Fortune 500s uh, and in academia. I mean, it's, he's just, Mark, you've been all over. <laughs> um, he's got a master's in engineering. Um, in both electrical engineering and computer science, and he teaches at MIT. So one of the things that I think you're going to find fascinating about Mark is that he helped to start the undergraduate, and I'm looking at my notes here, Practice Opportunities Program at Harvard Business School. And he helped create a platform that's used to teach finance at prominent business schools. I don't know when you sleep, Mark. And not only that, he was one of America's top-ranked ballroom dancers. And he's also known for his annual Halloween parties. Uh, Of course, not this last year, but I know what he is. I love Halloween. My daughter and I, she has a Halloween party every year. Um, Although, once again, not this last year, right? Um, So today, we're going to really focus in on his new book. And we're going to talk about the importance of career planning. And uh, that's the, the whole theme of this new book. So, Mark, welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here, and I really appreciate the very warm introduction. <laughs> well, we are super excited to have you. And for everyone who's joining us for the first time, hey, take that moment and hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And, you know, one more second, share the love and click all five stars. Okay. So, Mark, I'm going to get started. Um, You are a storied and highly accomplished person, as we all heard from your bio. Um, But I'd love to hear, how did you end up writing the Career Toolkit? I mean, what really was, what got the bug in your brain or the motivation? What made you write it? A little over 20 years ago, I was hiring people at the tail end of the dot-com era. And when I would ask someone a technical question, I'd be interviewing a software engineer, I'd ask them something technical, they'd give me the right answer. But then I would ask a question, what makes someone a good teammate? What do you look for in a leader? And I would get blank stares. And I thought back to my own education, I was never taught any of that. I only learned it because I knew I wanted again to management and think about managing people. And these were questions that were on my mind. But these are questions even for non-managers, how we can be more effective. And so I realized there's not a lot of training in this. I was looking for materials. I didn't see any. And around the same time, MIT got a very generous grant from Desh Desponde and his wife to start the Undergraduate Practice Opportunities Program, known as the Career Success Accelerator. And what we did is we looked at feedback we got from corporate America. What were they not seeing in our students? And this is not just true for MIT students. Similar feedback at other top universities consistently said They want to see people who are leaders, strong negotiation skills, teamwork, negotiations, all these great skills, 
but we're not educating them. So I got involved in helping to design that class and I've been teaching there for the last 20 years. Only recently did I say, for years I've said, we really need to take this content and share it beyond just MIT. It's not just MIT students who need this. We should write this down, we should put it out and no one had time. So I was just writing up a couple notes. I thought I was writing a 20 page pamphlet to summarize the class. And a couple hundred pages later, realized, <laughs> well, it's the book. Yeah, yeah that's amazing. I, I really like how um, how you got involved with helping these students. And I, I really like that you wanted to expand it and, and help even more people around the country and around the world. So I think that's really awesome that you kind of accidentally stumbled into writing this book like that. This has always been a passion for me. So while the class is maybe the most formal way I've done it, I used to help run an online community website of 200,000 people, and I ran the career discussion section. I'm on the board of Techie Youth. We're helping people in the foster care system and at-risk youth develop IT skills to get them on a path into technology to get them a career opportunity, since many, unfortunately, won't be able to go to college. I've also helped first-generation students. I've mentored them, first-generation college students. So throughout my career, I've mentored and helped people because seeing people be able to achieve their goals makes me happy. And nothing makes me sadder than seeing people who want to get that next job, that next level, that dream job, but they just don't see the path how to get there. And we miss out on really getting the most out of what they can give back to the world. Yeah, I think that's really amazing. I really commend that. Thank you. So uh, the first chapter of the book is about career planning. Why is it so important that people have a career plan instead of just going with the flow or following the opportunities that come their way? That's a common question. I even hear from execs, no, you, you can't plan your career. I was doing this and something suddenly happened. And while it's true, your plan won't work out perfectly. I have never met an executive who said to the board, hey, listen, instead of telling you our plan for 2021, we're just going to wing it this year. Let's just see where it goes. Maybe the business will wind up better off, right? You always create a plan. Eisenhower famously said, plans are worthless, but planning is everything. So what we're going to do is create a plan and have that path. And then we know we're going to have to constantly adjust it. I talk about when and how to adjust it because it's never going to work out exactly as you, as you planned. But if you don't have a plan, odds are you're going to fail. If you do have one, your chances of success, whether it was what you originally set out to do or something different along the way, gets much higher. Yeah, yeah. That, that's great advice. And, and I, you know, I know that I was one of those people who I am a great planner on everything except my career. So, I mean, you know, wherever, ever activity and certainly for us at work, you know, all into the planning and figuring it all out. And it's something that I really coach, you know, our clients on, you know, to make sure that they've got everything in place. Because when you have a plan and you you can execute on it so much easier and it is you're able to uh, be flexible and to pivot on the dying um, when you have already thought all these things through. So I think that's fabulous. But since I never created a career plan, <laughs> um, what would you recommend for our audience on, you know, what are the types of questions uh, they need to ask themselves and how do they find the answers? I start with a 
list of 20 questions. And these are not the only 20 questions. It's a starting list. And you can download this list for free on my website, thecareertoolkitbook.com, on the resources page. And the questions begin with what you want to have life, because our job, our career, is one part of our larger life. So you want to make sure it fits into what you want in life in general. But then also think about what are the jobs you want. Maybe it's a job title. Maybe it's just certain responsibilities or activities. Do you want to work with customers and engage with different people? Do you say, oh, yeah, I really don't like people. Maybe I just want to be with spreadsheets and numbers. Maybe you want to have something that's not nine to five. You don't, you don't like that kind of be chained to a desk. Or maybe you like structure. So you start asking all these questions. Impact you want to have on the world. Lifestyle choices. I know lots of people who think the consulting road warrior lifestyle is great and others who don't. And if you can, try to answer these questions also in the future. That road warrior job, it sounds great when you're 23 and you're flying off to a city and you're in hotels and dinners. But when you're 43 and you've got a spouse and children at home, spending four or five days on the road isn't so appealing anymore. So try to figure out what might be appealing today, what might be appealing in the future, and then talk to people, talk to your peers, talk to your bosses, talk to anyone you can meet and say, tell me a little about your job. What do you like? What don't you like? Certainly if it's a job you might be targeting, but even if you're not certain, talk to others to get that idea. And that's going to start to help you narrow this down. And of course, if you can't answer some of these questions, whether today or in the future, that's okay. Like, this isn't a test. There's no failing. It's to help you start thinking about it. It's that Eisenhower planning is everything. It's not about having the perfect plan. And then if your decisions change, as they do for many of us, change your plan. Mm -hmm. I think that's really good advice because I know when I was younger um, in high school, people would ask, oh, what do you want to do when you grow up? Um, what are your passions or what are you good at? And I didn't always necessarily know. I had a lot of interest, but I didn't know how to narrow it down. And I think it's good advice to also not just look at like your passions and your your talents, but also what kind of work you want to do. Are you good with people or um, do you want to have a certain type of role? So I think that's really good advice that you're that you're sharing and the different types of questions that you, you might not think you, you might not think to ask yourself right away. And what we think a job is isn't always what it is. So famously, we see lawyers on TV and it's always dramatic. It's the courtroom because that's good TV. That's good Hollywood movie. If you talk to a lawyer, most of them will tell you it's sitting in a room by themselves with a whole bunch of law books, with a whole bunch of reports on prior case law and they're redlining contracts or they're going back and forth on some settlement. It's not the courtroom excitement. It's for Many people, it looks like boring, solo work. And if that's mm -hmm. what you like, great. But if you wanted that courtroom drama, people go to law school and then they go into law and discover, oh, that's not what I thought it would be. And they get disappointed. But if you actually talk to lawyers, you can hear about, well, this is what it is. And is that the right fit? And we can do this with any career. It's so important to talk to actual practitioners to hear what the job is really like. Yeah, yeah, that is so true, because I know that from the road warrior that you're alluding to, having been in that role as an executive and being flown literally all over the world, uh, you don't see anything except for the airport, the at the time, a cab, later on an Uber to the hotel. You see a little bit of the hotel. You might go out to a restaurant for dinner, but that is like it, you know, and then your client's um, uh, organization, but you don't see anything. 
You know, you don't see the city, you don't see any of the sites, uh, you're there and you're back and you're traveling all day and then you're having to work at night, try to get some sleep and then you're, you know, you're on, you know, for <laughs> it's, it's truly mentally and physically exhausting and there aren't perks and people think, oh, wow, it's so exotic. You get to travel all these places. And it's like, yeah, I, I saw a squat. I saw the airport. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you've alluded this, to this a little bit, but once you created your career plan, is that it? Or is it normal to to go back to your career plan and see it change? And how often should you revisit your career plan? Absolutely, it's going to change. A friend I used to teach chess with, we used to teach chess to little kids, and he said, look, a bad plan is better than no plan at all, right? So come up with your plan and use it until you figure out something better along the way. And that's how we think of our career plan. Okay, this is what I'm thinking I wanna do today. Here's the direction I'm going in. And then when you learn more about what you want or don't want, make a better plan. So you are continually revising it. In general, I would recommend at least once a year, you should sit down and think about your plan. A good time to do this if your company does annual reviews or semi-annual reviews, it's a very logical time to do it. Before you meet with your boss, think about your own plan, what you want, where you wanna go, and then in that conversation, it's not just your boss saying, well, here's what I want you to do. You say, okay, great. And by the way, here are things I want to achieve in my own development. How do we tie that into my, my goals here at the company or what projects can I get on? You should also look back at your plan anytime you might be thinking about a job change or you get a job opportunity out of the blue or even switching projects within your company. These are logical times to go back to your plan to say, well, which job makes sense? Which is gonna take me furthest? But of course, before you answer that question, start with, is this still the path I wanna be on? Let me just make sure my plan is still good, maybe revise it a bit. Okay, now it's up to date. Now let's answer which of these job opportunities is gonna take me where I wanna go. So make sure you're revising it regularly. Yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, especially as you're starting a career, I, f I feel like when you're just starting, you don't necessarily know um, what you're good at or what kind of working style you have. And as you as you start to have different jobs, um, you start to learn about that. And that can really help in maybe shaping the career plan that you might have had and see what needs to change or what's, what's not working for you, what might work better for you. 100%. This should never be static, never send stone. It is a tool for you and you're going to use it and adjust it to suit your needs. Yeah, absolutely. So what if you don't have a dream job or you don't know what your dream job is? How can a, how can a career plan help someone with a clear dream job versus someone who doesn't have one? This is where we start with those questions and just talk to everyone you meet and ask them, what do you like or not like about your job? And you're gonna to start to hear patterns in their answers about what sounds attractive or what doesn't. So if you like problem solving and logical puzzles and doing certain types of work, maybe you like computers, you're gonna say, oh, you know, programming sounding good. If you like the idea of getting on planes and going to different cities, even if you don't have time to go and see the sites, but you just, you love being on planes. You love racking up frequent flyer models. Okay, maybe a sales or business development job might be right for you. If you really like 
creativity and messaging and coming up with how do you package something? Maybe marketing sounds interesting. And so you're going to hear people talk about their job. You're going to hear what it's like day to day. You're going to hear the types of problems they solve, the tools they use, how they tend to think. And that's going to help guide you towards what may or may not be of interest to you. Yeah, no, that's great advice. And I think the only thing I would add is, you know, you know, when opportunities uh, present themselves, uh, you know, you know, really explore that and take that leap, you know, give it a try. Uh, Because sometimes, you know, your journey is going to lead you in places that you never imagined. And uh, so even though you have put together a career plan, it's okay to to change direction. You have the power to choose a new path or to to take an off-ramp and to go down a a road less traveled. And I'll give an example. I eat my own dog food. I knew early on when I was a software developer, I wanted to be a CTO. And I knew I couldn't just become a CTO by saying, well, I'm a good programmer, make me a CTO. I understood there were other skills I didn't have. Understanding how to hire, working with marketing, thinking strategically, raising money. I would have to develop these skills before I would be qualified to be a CTO. And I set out a plan to develop them and to get to that role. I never expected to write a book. I never even expected to teach except for that moment where MIT started this program as as I was exploring these questions. And that opportunity came up, so I started on the side. And then I thought I was making notes and when it became, you know, I think this is a book. What's the first thing I did? I reached out to friends of mine who had written some very successful business books. I had dinner with my friend, uh, Dory Clark, who is a wonderful author of many successful books. I said, all right, tell me about publishing books. What do I need to know? What's the process? How do you think about what's the career and lifestyle? Is this something I want to get into? That's the question I was asking myself. I spoke to her, Olivia Fox Caban, Jill Shuffelbean, all wonderful authors who gave me great advice. And I decided I never planned to write the book. But now I have this side career of the book and things that go with it. So I saw the opportunity. I explored it by asking others. And then I made an adjustment in my own plan. Wow, oh, that's that's so inspiring. Uh, and I'm really I, I just that speaks to me and uh, my own way that I've you know, pivoted and taken uh, different paths along my journey. So, uh, Mark, what are your final tips or final thoughts uh, about planning a career? This is not a solo activity. We've talked about going out to talk to other people and get their input on the jobs, but you can also speak with your boss, with HR, with your peers, read articles, discuss with people, you know, I'm thinking of doing this or that. Get their input, get their help. You don't have to do this alone because it's going to give you just more thoughts to reflect on and give you a richer decision-making process. So definitely involve other people and then just go forth on your plan. Remember, it's not set in stone. And ultimately, your plan is for you. It's to bring you success and happiness. If it's not doing that, it's time to revise your plan. Well, that is really great advice. And uh, so true. So, Mark, thank you so much for sharing all of your incredible knowledge that you have acquired over the years on career planning and how to follow a professional path that leads to success. Uh, We've just been so thrilled to have you on the show. And I know our listeners 
are going to want to know more about you. And for everybody out there, I'm going to ask Mark to tell you, but we will include all of that information in our links on the post. So Mark, where can our listeners find you? If you go to my website, thecareertoolkitbook.com, you can learn more about the book as well as where to buy it. You can download the free app that has a lot of the advice in the book and will basically pop up a reminder each day on your phone. I know when I read books like this, I forget it a month later. And so this will just pop it up. You swipe it away. Next day, it's another two seconds. So that's a free resource for you. There's other free downloads on the website. And then, of course, there's a contact form if you want to reach out to me. Well, that's fantastic. And we will include that link. So and remember, the book is currently sold out. So get on that wait list. Reserve your copy. Um, And thank you again, Mark and Amanda. This has been such a fabulous, fabulous discussion. And for our audience, if you have ideas that you would like to share, uh, please uh, leave us a comment in our comment section. And you can also send us an email. So if you would like to suggest topics for discussion um, or just share your thoughts, that's join the conversation at petitetoqueen.com. And of course, Uh, To stay current with all our insightful advice, uh, the resources that we provide, and all the breakthrough advantages, and never miss an episode of Claim Your Career Crown, you can sign up for our weekly Wisdoms newsletter at petitetoqueen.com. So, Mark, Amanda, thank you so much, and thank you for everyone listening.